Hello and welcome to the Brain Bites Creative Podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin, and today we're with one of my good friends, Dr. Chris Cossey. Dr. Cossey, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, uh, I'm going to call you Chris because I don't normally Please. call you Dr. Cossey. Uh, so Chris and I met through a mutual friend, uh, Judd Johns, who is a great friend of ours. Is it safe to mention him? <laughs> I don't know. Is that, is that I, safe I, to you know, I think I the know. ortho world is the only we, place you can mention him. Okay, good, good. Yeah, we do know him. Okay, okay, good. Yes. So, so when we met, we we just we just hit it off, and I've been trying to get uh, Chris on the podcast. I've been harassing him nonstop because that's how I roll. Because at, at the event, we were just at an ortho conference uh, for the 360 Summit. And we had spent a lot of time together, but there was this one moment where I was like, man, I really like talking to Chris. And it was when you were telling me about how the teeth sit in a bed of tendons and how yeah. fast you react when you like bite onto a kernel. That, I've told that to so many people, like I'm like a genius because I know it. <laughs> But, but it's those kinds of things. And when people have an interesting way, so I, I, I really thank you for being here and you have such an interesting story. So I, I'd love to get right into it. Chris, you have, you come from a line of orthos, right? Tell me about your family history. Yeah. Long line. Uh, my dad was an orthodontist, but, uh, but I'll start, let me start by saying that with, uh, with you, I had the best compliment that I'd ever received. And that was from our friend Judd. And he said, he said, you remind me of my friend, Jason Sorotin. He goes, it's, he goes, Jason's, you know, y'all are very creative. He goes, you're like Jason, but Jason's, Jason's kind of like you on steroids and funnier <laughs> and cooler. And, but I still took that as a compliment. So. Oh, that's anyway, so nice. So, <laughs> well, we so know anyway, we I'm, can't I'm, trust judge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm honored to be on this, on this podcast and, uh, and I'm a big fan of you and brain bites and all the stuff that you're doing. So, um, so I, I did come from a, a long line of orthodontists. Um, my dad was an orthodontist and that's where the line begins. But, uh, but I practiced with him for, uh, for about six years. It was great. I mean, there's nothing better than practicing with your dad. And, um, you know, that was one of the biggest honors of my life to be able to practice with him. And it was also very humbling because I came in and I came in right out of school and, you know, I'd seen the latest research and the latest on, what's going on in the world in orthodontics and I'm studying this and he's here practicing for 40 years and I come in and I'm like, dad, you can't do that. That's not the way it works anymore. You know, we don't do it like that. And I have research backing me now and, and you can't just say, cause I told you so, and I'm supposed to do that. Like we did, you know, growing up. And so anyway, so we, he goes, you know, you do what you need to do. Let's, let's just keep going. So we practiced and over time, the research that I had brought to the table originally all went, completely 180 and completely changed and i had to go back to him and eat crow and say you're right and i was you know wow that experience his experience trumped all the stuff that i had learned and you know in school and it's just you know the 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 reality of the real world of practicing orthodontics and and doing it in a you know looking at books and reading about it is totally different so and we do now what my dad did you know a lot of those things that he did 40 years ago you know that's still uh, tried and true now, we're still doing the same techniques. A lot of it, well, a lot of it's changed. I shouldn't say it that way, but a lot of the the principles that that he used are the same. A lot of the materials and the and the products and the um, and with new materials and new products comes new techniques. And so a lot of that has changed. But uh, but he was 
he was definitely right more than he was wrong. So, um, and I, I learned that the hard way, but, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's been a, a huge learning experience to, to practice with him. And, and I got, um, you know, uh, I realized that there's, there's no room in this field to be cocky because uh, it's what? There's, there are lots of ways to be, yeah, half the people are cocky, but at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, the best thing you can do is just be open to learning and continue learning your whole career. And that's what I've, I've been trying to do. Well, I mean, you're, you're obviously doing a great job. You have a very successful practice. It's, um, Kosi and, uh, Silman, Kosi and yeah, Silman. Yep. Kosi and Silman Orthodontics. Kosi and Silman Orthodontics. You can go to KosiOrtho.com, C-O-S-S-E ortho.com so the plug yeah absolutely we <laughs> want to get people to the website so if you're in the it's shreveport area in louisiana shreveport, is that correct but you have shreveport three locations Bozier. right we have shreveport Bossier city and minden louisiana so and we're also in stonewall so we have uh, we have actually four locations so wow uh, did you did you yeah. always like as a kid when you were watching your dad and seeing you know, orthodontists have pretty good lives. You know, it's a good work-life balance. Did you always right, want right. to be an ortho? You know, I didn't. And I, I for the, the longest time, I said I, I'm, I was pre-med and I, I went to a pre-med, pre-dental meeting. And um, and at the me- in, in the process, I was working at a hospital, working the graveyard shift. So I was working nights and it was brutal. And uh, you know, I was doing EKGs and, and we we're, you know, in motor vehicle accidents and all these, we were just doing all kinds of different events heart attacks, things that we were just up all night. I was going, I was literally going from to school um, seven in the morning, which was my first class, seven or eight in the morning. Then I would go to work at four and end at six in the morning, uh, 4 p.m. in at six in the morning, and then go back to class. It wasn't every day because that's impossible, but it was, it was a lot of nights and I was just like, I don't know if I want to do medicine. This is brutal. And I started thinking my dad's home just about every day for, for dinner and you know, he's able to come to events and he's able to schedule time off. And he's, you know, I was like, and then I went to this pre-dental pre-med meeting and they had a couple of family, um, they were husband, wife physicians. And they said, y'all really need to be looking at dentistry. They're, they're physicians. And they're saying, you know, we're working so many hours um, every, every night we on call all the time. And most, the average dentist works less than 40 hours a week. I said, I think I need to look at that, uh, that for a, just a lifestyle, um, you know, to be a family man and, and uh, be able to hang out with the family, which is, you know, at the end of the day, the most important thing to me. Yeah. I had a conversation with Dr. Warford the other day and he was like, I don't want to work over eight hours, eight days a week, a month. And yeah, I was like, yeah. wah, 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 wah. what? Like, eight that's so great. I mean, that, that, guy's, a, that guy's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. He's very smart. So in over the course of time, you've been practicing for a while now, what in the last 10 years, what do you think has changed the most in ortho? You know, um, aside from, you know, technological changes and advancement in wires and, and things like that. But really, in the past 10 years, the biggest change has been the commoditization of orthodontics. It's become a commodity instead of um, instead of an art form, instead of seeing, um, you know, going to different orthodontists for different procedures and and uh, and the community, the the world at large is seeing um, orthodontics is just one size fits all. Everybody's going to get the same smile at the end of the day, the same result. And that's just simply not true. The, the, at the end of the day, you know, going to a, a direct consumer type of a product and going to a specialist in orthodontics, I mean, they're, they're 
could be drastically different in a lot of cases. And, um, and so that's our biggest marketing tool that we use in our practice is trying to educate people that it's not a commodity and try to differentiate it. What is, what a smile entails and what is, uh, what a beautiful smile looks like and what straight teeth look like and the difference in those two people come in and they go, and I say, what's your biggest, what's your reason for being here? And they said, I want straight teeth. And then I'll always ask them, are you really here for straight teeth? Or are you here for a beautiful smile? And they say, well, yeah, I'm, of course I'm here for a beautiful smile. I'm like, well, those two are d- totally different. So let me explain the difference to you. And, and what do you say? Well, we have tools in our practice and uh, that we can show with Brace Academy. We can show side-by-side images of, of patients that have real gummy smiles or, or, um, or smiles that, that don't show enough teeth in, or, or teeth that are, uh, that have the gingival margins, not in the right position, you know, the gum heights, not in the right position. And all those things make a huge difference in a smile. Um, you know, the, the width of the smile, uh, the size of the teeth and, and the size, it's not one size fits all. If we tried to make every smile really broad, um, and they have really small teeth, it's going to look terrible. So you have to fit the size <laughs> like of the arch with it. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to match the, the design of the smile based on what the patient brings to you. If they come in with really big teeth, you have, you know, uh, then you have to decide, okay, what's it going to do to the profile when, if they have a lot of crowding, you know, you have to look at what's it going to do to the width. If we expand and they have small teeth, there are all kinds of different configurations that, that specialists in orthodontists are really taking into consideration. Um, I, I would say some, most specialists, some specialists are taking that into consideration. Some are, some, some are not, which is, which is sad, but uh, well, that, if you just well, take what you learned in school. You won't, you won't have that. That leads nicely into the next thing that I was thinking about, which is your philosophy on, on patient care. How do you look at, you know, how you deal with patients? You, you're a real stand-up guy who's every interaction is, is very friendly and nice. So I imagine you're really good at this part. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate that. And I don't know how true that is, but I, I love people and I just, I'm an, I'm a total extrovert as you know, and I just, I love what I do. And so it's uh, and we we're blessed to have a busy practice. And so it's nice to be able to come in and I can just tell the patient. I remember when we, when I first started, we weren't that busy. And I was like, okay, if I tell them this, they may not start treatment with us. And I was scared. I need, you know, I, I we need some patients. We don't have, you know, I'm, I'm new at this. I'm just starting out, you know? And, and so, um, at the time you're like, you're kind of um, hedging what you're saying and kind of reading them, are they going to be okay with this? And, and now, you know, I'm just like, this is what you need. This is going to be the best. And, and people really appreciate that, that honesty and that, that just being a front and, um, and some like it, some don't. And, and sometimes they, they don't choose to, to go with us for whatever reason. And it's usually my fault. I either didn't explain it to them correctly or didn't give them the, uh, the true reasons why they need to actually, um, you know, be doing treatment the way we recommend. But sometimes they come back after they chose treatment elsewhere. And, uh, and that uh, doesn't necessarily, um, you know, they come back and they're like, yeah, I should have done it your way. And, and, and we don't, you know, we're not, we're not uh, rude about it. We just say, yeah, let's, let's get it done. So what, tell me about your team. A team. Well, we've got a great team. Um, uh, let's see. I've had some that have been one, one just retired. She's been with me longer than, I've been at the practice. She, she had been there 40 years. And, uh, and so she was practicing with my dad. When I was in high school, I would go up there and work with my dad and, and she was there. And um, so she's been there and she just, just recently retired. And, um, but we've had some staff members that have been there you know, 
six months and we've had some that have been there. Um, you know, most have been around 16 to 20 years. So most wow. of them not, since when I started. That's insane. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> so you, with, with the four locations, right? You, you obviously love the area. Tell me what's great about like the, like why you chose each location. Well, you know, Shreveport is, um, you know, where I was born and raised. And of course my dad practiced there and I, I went off to school and um, decided I was going to come back and practice with my dad. And so it was very, um, you know, I knew I was coming back here. And so, you know, but the re the draw for coming back here is really the people. Um, Shreveport, Bossier, just known for the, some of the friendliest people in the world. And, uh, you know, we have an Air Force base here, Barksdale Air Force Base. Uh, it's a great Air Force base. And the um, people are coming here from around the world. And they're, some of the patients will come here and they'll actually be mid-treatment with me and say, we're being transferred, we're moving to wherever, you know, Japan or, or, you know, Canada or whatever they're going, they're going all over the world. And, uh, and then, so I'll, we'll transfer their case out and they'll come back and, uh, and they'll say, we're retiring here. I'm like, wait, you've lived all over the world. How are you, how did you end up coming back to Shreveport, Bossier area? Like, and it's always the same answers, the people, we love the people here. And so, Sorry about everybody else, everywhere else, but the, the people in Shreveport are the best in the, Shreveport and Bossier are the best in the world. So they're just friendly, great people. And it's just a great place, place to raise a family and, and, um, and everybody that lives here knows that. So were the other locations kind of opportunities that popped up or were, was it a strategic play or did you just like the area? You know, the, I guess the Shreveport, we had a Shreveport office and a Bossier office when I started treatment, when I started treatment, when I started, uh, 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 work here in Treeport or in, with my dad. So he already had those two locations and he had a location in Minden uh, before as well. So um, we ended up opening a satellite office in Stonewall. Just the main reason for those is we have so many patients from those areas. It was just a way to make it more convenient for them. Some of them still come to the Shreveport office. It's still, um, they're still available to come to any office, but it just makes it more convenient for us to come to them instead of them to come to us. Now, obviously, I care a lot about marketing, and I'm always really curious about, you know, guys who've been around as long as you have, who have such a great track record, and of course, you have the legacy. Um, marketing, you know, isn't the main need. You probably have a big thing, but I'm curious, what has been the biggest driver of, like, new starts for you over your career? You know, really, uh, word of mouth. It was it was interesting. We we had this um, girl kind of work for us over the summer. Um, this is several years back, and she went through and she was looking at where our referrals were coming from, and we were kind of tracking that over time, and you know which practice, which dental practice was sending the most, and things like that, uh, which all orthodontists do, of course. And she she noticed. She said, you know what? It's interesting that most of the patients, the largest number was from this dentist. And this dentist or whatever, the, you know, that order, but an overwhelming number, more than all those dentists, almost all of them put together were from word of mouth and, and from other patients. And so, um, and even staff, our own staff as well. So um, that was our biggest referral source was from other patients. So that was the, that's the best compliment you can have as well. Um, of course, we're getting, you know, we, we, we love getting referrals from our, our general dentist friends and, um, and we treat a lot of them as well. But, you know, it was just interesting that the patients are referring patients, which is which is what, uh, you know, the best compliment, because, you know, it's their smiles that are causing them to ask, where did you get that smile? Where did you where did you get your orthodox done? 
Yeah, and that, that's a great thing to ask. In, in the space, you know, you've seen a lot of things from marketing. What is something in marketing that just never works, that people try to push on you and you're just like, no, that just does not work for orthos? Yeah, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, you know, yearbook marketing, um, <laughs> you know, and really that's not marketing. That's just us giving back. You know, we always do that, but nobody's ever going to start treatment because they saw an ad in the yearbook, you know, so it's uh, <laughs> that's kind of one of the... Uh, one of the things that we, we we do to support the the, the community and support the, the schools. And my daughter's on yearbook staff, so I have to be careful saying that. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, but that and um, you know, I would say let's see things that don't work. That's a good, um, you know, you know all the, all the all these print ad is just really we've stopped almost all print. You know, it's just yeah. it was just kind of a, and and we like the companies that are doing it, and we and we we like the magazines that are doing these things, but. The print was just dying. Nobody was, especially during COVID, nobody was even picking up the magazine. They were afraid to even touch it. Uh, number one, right. number two, some of the magazines just stopped uh, sending them out. People weren't getting out to go pick up the magazines and things like that. And we just cut our print altogether and just went straight digital. I mean, digital's here to stay. This is where it's obviously going that way. It's not like anybody's saying, I don't think digital marketing is going to be here in the future. I mean, I don't think computers are going to be around. It's just like the you know, print might not be around, but computers are going to be around. And everybody oh. is, everybody is reaching their, uh, you know, they're getting their, um, their messages and their news and their, their, whatever they're doing all from their phone. I mean, this is where people live these days and especially the next generation. That's where they're, they're, they're constantly on their phones. You just did the best pitch for my business ever. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, it is true. I mean, it, it's the most efficient. You can see where your money's going. And I think the right. biggest thing that really I'm focused on over the next two years is my commitment to helping orthodontists understand digital marketing and developing real relationships that where we can transform and stop people from being stole from. You know my opinion on this. We've talked uh, about no, it. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we, we won't yeah. get into it, but I, I really think that if we work on, on educating people and giving people the tools that they need, they're going to have better businesses and they're going to have more money that goes to good people and not not bad actors. So it's like, right. you, know, you know, anything that people want to know about digital marketing, we're, we're doing free evaluations. I think we've done 30 this year. Uh, completely right. free evaluations and trying to figure it out because we want to give people those tools. So um, right. I, I we did that on our website and it was enlightening and, uh, and, and frustrating, but uh, we we're, we we're very glad to have that. It's a journey, right? Yeah. The first, yeah. the first thing is understanding where you're at and then you can course correct and lucky for us, most of the people that we meet who are struggling with their digital presence have amazing practices they just have this one area that needs work. So right. It's, it's right, really right. cool. Isn't um, that interesting? If you got both of them going, how much oh, would it, what it would do to your practice? I mean, we're seeing it. You know, what's cool is like, you know, we're getting, at, we've been doing orthos now for a year and a half and to see our results and see what we're doing, it just gives me more confidence that, hey, let's right. keep doing what we're doing. And just like not try to break it or not try to like be so over the top that we've ruined what we have going. So right. Right. Small people. Hey, so um, what can someone expect if they're if they're going to Kasi Ortho, and uh, Silman Orthodontics and they go to KasiOrtho.com and they click the contact button, they make an appointment. What can they expect from a consultation and a get started approach for their braces, whether it be a teen or an adult? 
Right. Well, that's a great question. And that's a loaded question because when they go to our website, first of all, as you, as you know, from our site, um, you know, we're trying to, our goal is to meet patients where they are. And some patients want to pick up the phone and they want to call and they want to schedule an appointment. So we have our, you know, we have, of course, we have our phone number on the site. Some of them want to schedule um, virtually. They want to schedule, they want to schedule online. And so we have an app, you know, our ability to, to be able to schedule appointments online. Uh, and some of them want to, they don't even want to do it online. They don't want to schedule. They would like to do a virtual consultation. So we have our, with our, uh, our software, our um, ortho screening, they can actually do a virtual consultation right on our site. And those pictures come to us. We can look at them. We look at all the images that, that we require and we can do a, a quick analysis of what they would need, what their treatment would look like. We send them uh, images of kind of before and after pictures of what uh, treatment would look like. We, you know, educate them on what each diagnosis means. We have a video showing kind of what that uh, uh, example of what their teeth should look like versus what they do look like. And, um, and then we can even use, use our software to kind of annotate on the actual image that they sent to kind of describe what they, what they, what they need. So uh, we can send uh, videos of us talking, send them back to them, things like that. And we can then schedule them to either come into the office um, or if they can do a, we can do a kind of a webinar uh, consultation as well. So we can give them almost everything from fees to depending on the case and depending on what we can see. You can't always see everything because we obviously don't have x-rays or anything like that in most cases. Um, although some will come from another orthodontist or come from another uh, transferring in from Bar to Barksdale or whatever, and they'll have x-rays already and they'll send us information like that. But um, so then they come into our practice. We'll do a, a uh, if they do come into our practice, you know, for a, a live consultation, uh, our treatment coordinators will walk them through. We do a CBCT at our, it, we have a CBCT at one office and a regular um, uh, x-ray machine and, and cephalometric x-ray machine at our other offices. But uh, we can look at it in 3D, true 3D. We can look at their airway. We can look at their uh, teeth that are erupting. We can we can look at it in just in a in ways where my dad never dreamed of being able to look at a case. That's and so cool. uh, and we're able to look at things that are that you know like airway for example. We're able to look at their their airway and see if they have any constriction. Sometimes we'll just see you know what they have um, they have large tonsils. We just need to send you back to your to your ENT to take care of those, and uh, and that can cause grinding and sleep issues and all kinds of dental issues and breathing with their mouth open, which causes their teeth to super erupt and open their bite up. So we see all kinds of facial development based on things like a little, a small thing, like a, maybe not a small thing, but like a enlarged tonsils or enlarged adenoids um, or a tongue tie. All those things can cause your face to dramatically change in shape um, as you're developing. I had no uh, idea. It's fascinating. Well, yeah, I just started to like think the, about how big my tonsils are and how nobody did anything. And like, maybe I would have been super handsome if somebody would have gave me better tonsils. <laughs> Shave like, those puppies you're down. super handsome now. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, the so- The world couldn't handle any better. Oh, uh, I wish. Be, <laughs> life would be so different to be like Brad Pitt handsome. I mean, I just can't even imagine what the world yeah. must be like. <laughs> um, what, what do you think, you know, you talked about uh, you have two other businesses. We, you know, you you hit on Braces Academy, which basically gives orthodontists the tools that they need to never have to answer a question again from a patient. And it gives, on the other side, it gives patients the tools that they need to take care of their their 
mouth during brace care and after during retainers and, and all that stuff. And then you have right. ortho screening, which is a the virtual consultations, which we just talked about. We're going right. to do full episodes on those, but we have a couple minutes left. And I would love just yeah. like a snapshot at Braces Academy and then a snapshot at ortho screening. Okay. Well, so ortho screening, we kind of just went over, which is the, the virtual consultation. And, and we do a lot of that from for new patients. And when new patients are coming in, we can do a full diagno- diagnosis and um, I shouldn't say full because without x-rays, like I said, you can't necessarily do it full, but you can do a pretty good uh, evaluation and we can give them a, a tentative treatment plan a lot of times. And so that's been very helpful for patients that are busy when and everybody's busy. Um, and then when we're doing certain procedures, we can, instead of having the patient come in, we can have them mid-treatment, we can have them, we can monitor their treatment remotely. So it's very nice because some patients are just like, I came in, I drove an hour to get here and you looked at me for two minutes and said, everything's looking good, continue wearing my aligners or, or continue wearing my rubber bands or whatever. And so we don't want to waste patients' time. So we want to meet them where they are. Some patients want to come in and that's great. And some patients would rather not. So we're, this gives us the ability to save patients' time and, and we, want to, we want to respect everybody's time and, and make it easier on them. And so we can save patients a lot of time by doing that. So that's part of it. Uh, the other side of it is the Braces Academy side. And that started with us trying to just educate our patients and trying really started with poor hygiene in our practice. And we just said, we've got to do something to ed- educate our patients on, on better hygiene. And so that's where that started. And now we have over 150 videos and, uh, and content on just how patients can take care of their teeth. There was lots of software on selling orthodontics to patients. Um, and I wasn't really interested in that. That was, we had plenty of patients. I was trying to educate the patients that I had in my practice and make their experience and their result uh, and their care better. And that's where this, that's where it all started. It's and then so it's cool. grown to now uh, to, to, you know, all these videos and education and content. And it makes sense. You know, when you see the videos, make sure you check out Braces Academy and OrthoScreen. But when you see these things, they just make sense. It's the progression of medicine. And I couldn't expect anything else out of my friend, Chris Cossie. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. If you are in- Thanks the for Shreve- having me. Absolutely. If you're in the Shreveport area, make sure to check out uh, Cossie, Koss- God, when I read it, I say it wrong. Cossie <laughs> and Silman Orthodontics. And you can go to CossieOrtho.com and uh, you can go right on the contact form, hit them up. Um, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. On behalf of the whole Brain Bites creative team, we will see you next time. Thank you, Jason.